So I'm still stuck on this whole Sasquatch thing you were talking about. Oh, in our last episode and that amazing story, which actually there's even more to the story I know. Um, but I mean, even my husband who is just completely, he is 100%, you know, MSNBC, what's on the news, what, you know, um, vaccines are good. Like, you know, there is no he's total atheist, you know, and even he's, he believes in, in Bigfoot. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, how do you, where, how's that happening there? But I mean, for you to say that you guys, you know, felt this feeling and it was this pure love energy and you were, I mean, there's no, I've had experiences like that and you can't deny that that is what's happening. When, I mean, that once you've had an experience like that, that's it. But to get to share it with a person, especially, a, you know, a, well, you know, somebody you could be romantic with. I mean, I really, for, at least for most women, I, I don't think we can dream of something better than that really in that moment, you know? Um, but so we were talking about synchronicity and, you know, it, it, there's, yeah, it makes me think of all the synchronicities that I've had and I'm sure, you know, a, a lot of us have had and, but this is, this is just wild. So, so what, um, so keep, so what happened after that? So what, I know there was more to the story. Yeah, of course, there's a lot to the story. Um, and yeah, interacting with Sasquatch was super mind blowing for me. Even I've had ET experiences since I was a child, but um, a lot of the, well, all of them happened when I was alone or, um, sometimes like in dream time or just after waking. And so it's easy, like I could honor them as my own experiences and I knew that they were very real, but I didn't share them with people. I wasn't talking about them publicly. It was like my secret or my special, I felt special because I was chosen to have these experiences or something. Uh, once in a while I would share them. But when you have a shared experience of something super paranormal, it definitely like makes the relationship special and intense and um and interesting because you can't deny that it happened anymore although often sometimes one of the partners tries to deny it like my partner um who i had the sasquatch experiences with and mind you this was three months we lived on the mountain every single day we experienced the sasquatch and there's other um episodes like radio episodes where I've experienced, I've shared a lot of those stories. So we can maybe link to that in the show notes because that's not what I want to talk about here, but more about um, how to process and what happened. But basically he smoked pot and he was trying to quit. And I told him like to be with me, he had to quit smoking. Um, but someone who smokes a lot of pot or drinks a lot of alcohol or whatever their vice might be, if they have a mind altering vice, 
um, they're going to have a split in reality. And so what I noticed between him and I is like he was separating his experiences out. Like he, he was all there and 100% in when we were interacting with the Sasquatch and when we were learning stuff from them. And he was so knowledgeable and he's had many, many, many experiences with Sasquatch and ETs because he's lived in the woods a lot of his life. And, um, and yet meeting me was like making it all real and grounding it. And he, we were finding that he had this kind of like split. So when it was inconvenient for him to um, honor those experiences, he would dismiss them. So when it came to like honoring who he was or like the path he was on and his life purpose, he would dismiss what he had learned from the ETs and the Sasquatch as like hogwash. And all of a sudden he was like super practical. And for me, that was um, kind of scary. <laughs> Sorry. That's What'd my, you say? That was my buzzer sound. Like, no, that's my no sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was like that. It, it was, it, it kind of terrified me because, you know, this is my life's work and I run a mystery school and I'm here helping people you know, unlock their divine mission and really anchor in paranormal experiences. But if if you're medicating yourself with drugs or alcohol, you're not going to be able to ground these kind of experiences. Um, and so what happened in, in just like a practical way was kind of interesting um, and ended up dissolving our relationship. But basically he, um, he was in the middle, his business was working with drums and with Africans and um, he had a drum, drum business. So he, um, needed to go to Africa to um, kind of confirm a shipment that never arrived. And he had this um, business partner who was from Senegal and I had met the guy and I told him, look, this guy um, has a lot of parasites on him. He's actually possessed. He's a compulsive liar. Please don't trust him. Like, and so here was the inconvenient truth for my partner, which was like, um, okay, you're all magical and great when we're dealing with the Sasquatch and the ETs, but we're here in my business. Um, you know, here in my business, I, I don't really want that information because this is like a practical matter and it's dudes and whatever. And I said, no, uh, you need to listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. I can see the beings. Um, please be careful. And then he decided to, to travel to Africa. And I was really terrified for his life. I said, I don't know if you're going to come back from Africa. Like, I'm really nervous about this, but okay, if you really think you need to go, go. So he went. And while he was in Africa, I was um, having some really far out experiences. Um, it was during the time when CERN, um, that international company in Switzerland had uh, fired up their mega Haldron particle collider and something weird happened. Um, like I felt sort of a portal open up on the planet and these weird, like a new species, a new ET energy that was, um, had malintent. It was like a dark creature had kind of been let into the atmosphere and it was tracking me. It was like, um, circling around my house. I lived in a house that had um, ceiling, floor to ceiling windows right at the base of Mount Shasta. And so we were surrounded by woods and it would come in like a black smoke. Um, 
So I would literally see it with my eyes open. This is not meditation. I'd be sitting working on my computer and this black smoke would show up at the window right around twilight time, like sundown. And um, it, it would have like faces to it. It would kind of pop out. So each cloud looked like um, a collective of energy and I was one I was asking it like what is this is this a thought form is this a projection is this a, a being and then I got that it was um, something that had been let in and it didn't really know where it was it was getting familiar and it knew me um, this is gonna sound super far out but um, <laughs> it knew me from Mars okay <laughs> from a parallel life <laughs> Um, so here we go the, to far outness. Um, so yeah, and I I recognize this species from this parallel reality. Um, it, call it a past life or parallel reality, whatever it was. But I had had these experiences, and I had them with um, this guy that I was with because he had the same experience. We knew each other from a time where we were like super soldiers in Mars and there was um, really weird synchronicities going on around that. Now that was super far out for me and I was having a hard time grounding it in. Like every time it would come up in a shared experience with him and I, and it was often happening while we were camping on the mountain, um, I would kind of need to shut it down because it was like, this is making me paranoid and crazy. And I don't like that. This. this is going too far into, um, what's possible or and he what? was having the same memories like yeah say, oh, whoa yeah we were having a shared experience and it would it would show up as like arguments it would show up as um for me it showed up in my anger um i would all of a sudden get super it would show up in his anger so he would get triggered he was quick to anger he had a temper and he would never direct his anger at me. In fact, most of the time he would do it alone by himself. But sometimes I would see him like, like kick, um, kick a bucket or, you know, like let out his frustration when he thinks no one's watching and alone. And when I would see him do that, I would get triggered. Like, how, how dare you allow this energy to run you? And I was like trying to clear this entity from him which was this black smoke mm. that looked like the things that were circling my house so there was like there was this weird thing I didn't know what I was seeing when I was seeing it but I would react from a place of knowing you know when your intuition and your instinct take over and you're not consciously thinking and plotting what you're gonna do you're just doing it it was like yeah. that well, what I've noticed when, when I've seen things is, is that I, um, it's like this, there's an inner knowing going on about what it is. Because most people would think, oh, weren't you scared to death when you, when you saw that? Like, what's it like to see? Like, that's what I was just thinking, actually, with you. I'm thinking, what? You saw this black thing with, you know, faces and, like, you know, it sounds, whoa. I, I mean, but you, you obviously knew something about it. So you, and, and then all you had to do was just kind of check in or ask or ask it. Cause so much of that kind of energetic stuff is it's, you know, it's, it's in the mind or it's telepathic or it's something you already have the knowing about, you know? Yeah. And it, 
interesting because things just kept lining up. Um, we had Issa on the show before. So Issa was a healer that I was working with a lot at that moment. And I went to her um, and she cleared these implants from me. Um, and I was telling, I was trying to talk to her about this whole Mars reality, but it, every, every time I brought it up, I would get scared that they were going to like hunt me or take me back there. I, I wanted to close down um, the memories. So say that again. I said, well, because one thing you've been hunted before in your life by large organizations. So I can see why yeah. you had a little fright about that. Anyway, I, I digress. Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so I, um, I didn't know a lot, uh, like all this stuff with Mars was just so far out and weird. And then I, I shared it with one of um, my students, a good friend of ours. And she um, asked me if I knew about Corey Good, and she turned me on to like Corey Good stuff. And I was like, okay, I can't, every time I tried to listen to, I think it was Corey Good with, what's the guy's name? Um, um, yeah. yeah, David Wilcock. Mm -hmm. So she said, you need to hear this. You need to, they're talking about what you talk about. And I was like, wow, somebody else is talking about this crazy stuff, you know? So I tried to watch um, a few episodes at her house with her and I, I just kept falling asleep. I couldn't listen to it. Every time I would, every time we tried to watch another episode, I would pass out. And I said, there's something interesting. I can't hear them. Like there's, I, I'm not, um, able to hear their story and during this time while um me and, and that guy were camping on the mountain um we found out that Corey good was coming to mount shasta for a conference and there was a secret space program conference happening and we were like okay we need to go but i was really scared to go and um the day before the conference or around that same time we were living on the mountain at the time and um, camping every night and some people showed up uh, to, oh my gosh, how interesting. We're recording this on the 8th of August and it was the 8th of August. It was his birthday. Uh, it was the Lionsgate, another Lions. synchronicity. <laughs> I just realized that. Again, it was, it, it was it's who's his birthday. birthday. It's his birthday today. I didn't even know that. Who, the Archangel Michael? Yeah, Adama, <laughs> my Adama. ex. Whoa. Yeah, this is the wow. Lionsgate portal too. It's today. a Lionsgate portal. He's born today, and we had a birthday party for him on the mountain, and we invited other campers that we had kind of met hiking. I mean, they could hear us drumming, and we had a campfire, so they were coming, and they were like, "Oh, it's his birthday party." So there was about seven of us. Now, mind you, we don't know them. We just met them. Everyone there, we had just met. Um, and that night we started talking and we ended up, it ended up being like five women and like three guys. And the conversation got so intense. It was like, it was like a council had been called on, uh, you know, we're camping on Mount Shasta. Him and I are having all these wild experiences. It's the Lionsgate portal. It's his birthday. And the women who showed up to the campfire, we were all out there camping alone um working with the sasquatch working with paranormal energies and one of the women um she says i know you two both of you from mars <laughs> and i was like okay we're not going to talk about that 
but then we just started talking. So a whole bunch of stuff unloaded. She, she had a lot of information to share with us, which him and I had already discussed some of it. So it was a lot of confirmation. A lot of it was too much. I really didn't want to share this in a, like out loud. It, it felt very dangerous. And the whole next day, her and I went on a walk and discussed it and ended up doing ritual all day. Anyway, we went to go see Corey Good in person. And he talked about, um, you know, people who've been in this um, super space program have a lot of nerve damage in their body and they have this tingling sensation. He was talking about side effects of, because people were asking in the audience, like, what are some of the side effects that you've, you know, gone? And, and if any of you haven't heard his story, you can watch it on Gaia TV. It's pretty far out. Um, and he said, yeah, well, there's this uh, nerve pain right now. <laughs> so say that, say that again. There's a lot of controversy going on, you know, with him right now. So, um, yeah. yeah and I don't want to follow it because like, I think we you all never, have our own into him or his stuff. I, I've never, I've never really listened to his story besides moments of it. And, um, because for me, my memory of that whole time is something I want to actually erase and forget because it's, it's an it's a very um dystopic you know armageddon apocalyptic um authoritarian rule reality that has caused me a lot of um physical emotional and psychological pain so i don't like to revel in those memories or even um put it back together but they come up from time to time. And this was one of those moments. And so Corey was talking about how he has this nerve pain. And ironically, um, my partner, he was having that nerve pain all the time. And so I said, see, look, like here's confirmation. But of course, you know, none of us want to remember these kind of memories or whatever. So he goes off to Africa and I'm telling him, I'm, I'm feeling freaked out. I'm seeing this black smoke tracking us. I'm, I'm tracking like, okay, so the super collider um, opened up some weird portal. There's, there's weird entities on the planet. All of a sudden, you know, Trump is like in the election. This is the end of 2016. And it seems like a joke to most of us. Like there's no way he's gonna win, whatever. And then suddenly he wins and the whole Dakota pipeline thing is going on. And it was a crazy moment. By the way, guys, I feel like I should say, you know, the the super colliders. Um, basically, those are it, it's it's something going on, and you can just look it up um, with CERN, and uh, they have several locations. But the main thing is in France on the um, French Swiss border, and well, it's Switzerland on the French border, I should say. But anyway, it's all underground, and they're they're literally smashing atoms together, and um, and. Even Stephen Hawking had said, um, "Rest his soul," uh, that he uh, that he was afraid this was going to destroy our planet because it has that much power. What they're doing, so they they are, and it's dealing with a lot of magnetic uh, resonance and a bunch of uh, crazy stuff. So, in case we don't go into that, and and you know, people are wondering, I figured I should say that because you're, you're like, 
So there was this collider and then yeah. it opened up a portal and, you know, and I could feel it and I saw that thing and, okay, so go, so go. Yeah, and what a lot of people don't know is there's like 30,000 colliders in the world. There's, we think that there's just the one, the, the huge giant one um, that covers this huge radius between uh, Switzerland and France, but no, there, there's 30,000 all over the world in every country you probably live near a super collider. And um, there's not a lot of talk about what they're doing, but they're looking for dark matter. They're working with dark matter. And there's so much we don't understand about what they're doing, but they're literally opening portals in time, like things disappear. And I think it has, I, I bring it up because it's the physical phenomena that's actually happening and why I think a lot of the mandala effect, for those of you who know what that means, but um, things are changing, like timelines are changing, our, our, our relationship to time is changing, um, because I think that we are having metaphysical fluctuations in our magnetic uh, resonant field. So it's not just, oh, she has a great imagination or some like, no, these things are actually happening. They're scientific proof. And there's not a lot of talk about um, the mistakes or things that have happened that they don't really understand. And if you guys have seen that TV show, Stranger Things, or that Netflix series, Stranger Things, um, that is a, a collider where they're, you know, opening the upside down world and all that. It's very real. And so at this time, I was... I'm sorry, these are the same people that created the World Wide Web back in the day. CERN, yes, yes, yes. So uh, check it out. They also have a crazy logo that is 666. Um, pretty weird. But anyway, I digress. Okay. Um, here's the point. So my boyfriend's in Africa. I'm freaking out because I think that he is under a, a well, I'm seeing that he's under a lot of um, kind of dark attack, energetic attack from multiple dimensions. And I am fighting tirelessly on his behalf. Like sometimes it, that what that looks like, for those of you who don't know what shamanic work looks and feels like, uh, flailing around on the floor, sort of doing a lot of battles, um, very deep cathartic process um, for his soul. And not only me, I had like three other healers helping me because what I was seeing and experiencing um, I needed backup and they could all see it and experience it. And there was a shared vision around this. Now here's where it gets weird. I'm trying to call him to tell him and warn him like, look, you need to get on the next plane back here. Like you are in um, a, a vortex that you're not gonna win. Like your business is going to, fa it's failing, let go. Um, if you try and hold on any longer, it will swallow you. It's, it's much more than money. This is like a dark entity. And he was tired of like, this was the inconvenience of me being a seer at this point. Like sometimes he loved it and this moment he hated it. And I'm trying to call him because I had had a whole night of kind of torture working with his um, demons or these entities. And every time I call his phone, now he's been calling me, you know, we were talking every day on the phone and he has a cell phone, right? So I'm trying to dial his cell phone direct from my phone. And every time I call him, um, I'm getting this weird recording of a British voice. And at first, you know, every time I heard it, I thought, oh, you know, it's like, 
what you think is like, do, 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 sorry, you've reached a number that is disconnected or no longer in service. I was expecting it to be that, but it, instead it was like a British man um, telling a story. And I thought, well, this is weird. It's like a line crossed, like in the old days where they would plug in the phone. It's like someone plugged, I'm dialing a number and it's being plugged into um, story time at the library or something. Oh my God. And so I, I just kept hanging up and redialing, hanging up and redialing, hanging up. And I was like, why is the phone not ringing? It, it, there was no ringtone. It would just be this guy's voice. And then I said, okay, well, I, I heard in my head, listen, listen to the story. There's a story. So I was like, well, you know, this is an expensive phone call. I'm calling Africa. You know, it's not like a, a toll-free number, but... I called it and I was like, okay, I'm just going to listen. And the first thing I heard is, um, and the black smoke filled the air and the people went mad and they started turning on each other and they were filled with fear and the Martian invasion. And I'm thinking, what? Did he just black smoke and Martian invasion? Like, and that's what I'm trying to tell. That's why I'm calling my boyfriend, right? Oh, I have chills everywhere right now. Oh my God. Yeah, it was super creepy. So I said, oh my God, here, here it is again. Like the, the AI or the fairies are now speaking to me through the phone. So I actually turned uh, a voice recorder on and put my phone on speaker and started recording it. Cause I was like, I'm going to have to listen to this slowly because I could barely listen. My heart was pounding out of my chest and I was feeling like, I got to save him. I got to save him. I've lost him to this other realm. I felt like he was getting into the upside down world or whatever. And, um, you know, I, I think I recorded like 20 minutes of it and it just kept going and going, but it was like a whole story. And I thought, who can this person hear me? And I realized, okay, it's a recording. Okay. It sounds like an audio book. Like what audio book has like old English and sci-fi? Like, this is so strange. And so then after like 10, 20 minutes of listening, it says end of chapter five, part two of 1984, George Orwell. Did you, and I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. Just this morning, I was listening to this crazy video on, on George Orwell and 1984. And then it was mixed with Aldous Huxley and some other things that are going. And I thought, why did this, come up in my feet. Like, I don't, I have not even thought about, I never even saw 1984. I don't even know what it is. I, I mean, I kind of have an idea it's sci-fi, but, and you're it's telling a book. me. It's a book written in um, 1948 by a guy named George Orwell, who, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, for, 1948, he wrote it. And get this. Synchronicity. So, <laughs> I know, we're, we're, we're in a synchronicity loop, people. So, <laughs> Written in 1948, he wrote it about a futuristic timeline, about authoritarian rule, about the thought police, about artificial intelligence. Um, he wrote it about these two-way um, monitoring where, you know, they're going to be watching us and, and patrolling us and even patrolling any thought. So any thought that you have that's unique, you can go to jail. Um, so yeah, interesting. I didn't know about this book either. Um, and so then just a couple of days ago, I was tracking, you know, what's going on in the pandemic. And again, I've been seeing these um, black smoke and this, this whole thing, like this other, it's, 
I'm going to call it an artificial uh, intelligence because it's an extraterrestrial, but it doesn't have a soul like us. It, it's not connected to love. It's like made from darkness. There's no, there's no heart. Um, it's, it's a parasite. So, but it has like artificial intelligence. It, it can learn very quickly and it mutates very quickly. And I've been watching this kind of move around as, um, you know, I feel that we're in an intergalactic war of the worlds right now. And I've been saying this from the beginning of the pandemic, that this is World War III. It's just disguised as a pandemic. And it's a war on our psyches. And we need to really um, activate our multidimensional selves immediately and realize our potential if we want to um, have any of our freedoms and free will intact. Like this is the time many of us came here, well, all of us came here to be alive and to interact with this information. And for most of us, uh, for all of us, when we wait, awaken to our multidimensional reality, you're going to feel a bit crazy. You're going to feel like you're going mad. Like it's so far out. It's so far beyond what we've been taught and programmed to believe is real or what we've been taught is um, like what we agree on is our collective reality. And um, so a couple of days ago, I woke up, like I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking about 1984 and I was like, I need to read the book. There's some information in there. I really like that moment in 2016 when um, my boyfriend was an African, I keep hearing the messages like it's, it's preparing for me. And then when, you know, Trump wins the presidency, it was like, are you serious? At that moment, I realized, okay, the Trump card has been pulled on all of us. Like we are really living the sci-fi that we've been writing about or has been written about. These are prophetic times. Like we're in it, we're experiencing it. And in a way it kind of, um, it freed me. Like I found my voice in that moment because I was like, okay, now I can actually speak about my reality. Like the fact that I'm sharing this right now is a huge um, healing for me. Like, like, oh, it's okay for me to have my reality because my entire life I've had ET connection and interaction and I've never been allowed to talk about it because if I speak about it, those who are with me want me to be quiet because it makes them feel uneasy, even if they agree. Mm -hmm. And for those who don't agree, they would like to rather call me crazy or put some sort of label on me because it's too uncomfortable for them to think that this might be possible. Mm -hmm. And I think right now, um, you know, things are getting weirder and weirder and there's more and more ufo sightings and i unfortunately I, I don't think any of us can escape it anymore so i feel so uh emotional right now um this just feels uh big really big and and i also feel like i kind of want to pass out it's weird it's a combination of weird 
Like, yeah, it's overstimulating, and we should sort of. I want to close, but I don't want to leave you in like. A <laughs> oh my god! Um, some people listen to the podcast and they get super triggered. So we talk about a lot of stuff here, and I'm sorry if if this has been a hard one for you guys to digest. So if you're judging me and judging my reality, I invite you to just look at your fears. What are you afraid of might be true. You do not need to agree with me. In fact, I encourage you not to go ahead and do your own research, do your own, um, you know, the best research at this point is meditation and silence and really disconnecting from group thought of all kinds. So I don't think you should just subscribe to my belief or anyone else's belief just because um, they seem like an educated person or someone you um, want to agree with. Like, we need to find the truth within ourselves. We need to know what's true. And we need to come into singularity within ourselves. So one thing that really um, breaks my heart is when people know the truth and then they can't own it because there's a disconnection inside we've we've disowned so many parts of ourselves through our own trauma through um feeling like we're going to be rejected if we talk about this or abandoned or unloved and right now it's just so critical regardless if you agree with wearing masks or not wearing masks or getting the vaccine or not or if we're under um authoritarian rule or you think this is still a free country or whatever your opinions are because right now everyone's being polarized everyone is being um there's so much propaganda being blasted at you to change your thought so please, please, please like take time to be silent, to be alone in nature, to um, trust yourself because you, the only way we're going to navigate what's to come and believe me, what you're hearing from me is just the tip of the iceberg. Like there's so much more craziness and no one is immune from it. So find your sanity, find that place inside you where you know um, doesn't change. Like we all have that silent place within us where we can connect to our soul and embody our soul. And that is the purpose of this pressurization right now. And when we can do that, then we can really step into the potential that we have and sort of embrace the totality of, of the light and the dark, of the shadow and, and the light and all that um, we've experienced. So if you don't know how to do that, of course you can go to my website, um, knowtheself.com and check out my mystery school. I was gonna say that's basically, you know, a lot what um, what can be learned in your school for sure. I know I learned that just to have that kind of unshakable knowing of my own voice, my own truth. And there's something, I mean, to me, it's the most powerful powerful thing a person can learn uh, because once you have that, then uh, you can be in front of anyone it doesn't matter who and and you can you can be in front of the most powerful people in the world and you feel 100% confident in who you are yeah it's imperative um, for us to stand in our own energy field and to stop giving our energy to others whether it's other entities other people um, there's so much manipulation going on right now so um, please friends take care of yourself, know your own truth, stand in your own power, and I hope you'll tune in to us next week. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.
to contact us and stay in touch with us you can find us at lovesexagenda.com that's lovesexagenda.com you can also find us on facebook and instagram love sex and the hidden agenda Bargo, Devastia, Devastia.